Everything we do, we do it for the honor and glory of God. And today I want to preach a message to you uh, out of our series that we've been doing all month, All for One. And we've been having a great weekend. Yesterday, I went to Moreno Valley, and Eric and Andrea, they did an amazing job over there just uh, bringing a, the word of God over there. And I was so proud of them. And then we have some sisters over there in Washington right now, and they're just over there defending life and so blessed by them. And, and then we have uh, people from our church today in West Covina that are over there serving and, and just helping out, and we're so blessed by them. And... And, uh, you know, we're all on the same team, and we're all going forward for the honor and glory of Jesus Christ. But please keep the youth event in prayer, okay, and the next Sunday with Pastor Danny and Sister Barbara Casas. So today I'm going to preach a message entitled One Story. So I want us all to say that church, those watching online, let's say one story. Let's say on the count of three. One, two, three. One story, story, okay. So one story, and I'm going to talk about the the, the overarching uh, gospel story, the the meta-narrative of the gospel to us, one story that we see all throughout the Old Testament and through the New Testament we still see taking place in our lives today, okay? And they say that there's been over 130 million books published, 130 uh, million books published, but there's only one book that's life-giving, life-sustaining, and written by the creator of the whole universe, and that book is the Bible. So whether you have the Bible, you know, a hard copy of the Bible, or you have, you know, the, the, the um, copy on your phone, uh, you downloaded a copy on your phone, you know, just stay in the word of Jesus Christ, okay? So this uh, narrative that I'm going to talk about uh, we see there's four parts of it in Scripture, and the first part of it is found in Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1, and I'm going to read that to you really quick. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. This is the first part. Everyone say the first part. The first part of the story. How many of you guys like a good story? You're like, oh, that's a good story. The Bible says this, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Everyone say in the beginning. How many of you guys know the beginning of a movie is always an exciting time of the movie, huh? You're like, okay, where is this movie going? The beginning kind of gives you clues of what's going to take place in the ending, right? So in the beginning, the creation. So we see the first part of the story is creation, that God created us. God created the heavens. God created the planets. God created the solar system. God created the galaxies. That's the one who created. And the Bible says that the heavens declare the glory of God. Amen. And then there was this beautiful fellowship between God and creation, and then that fellowship was fractured in Genesis chapter 3, and I'm going to read this verse 2, and I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, the devil's trying to get you. And look what the devil, the devil, look what the devil did to Eve and Adam, okay? So the Bible says, that some of you said, the devil's not going to get me because I got Jesus, and that's right, amen. Look what the Bible says. Uh, in Genesis chapter 3, verse 2, the Bible says, And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat the fruit of the trees in the garden, but about the fruit of the tree in the middle of the garden, God said, You must not eat it or touch it or touch it or you will die. Look at Satan. No, you will not die, the serpent said to the woman. In fact, God knows that when you eat it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God knowing good and evil. How many of us know the devil is always trying to get us in opposite, uh, in opposites with God? And he'll use lies. One of the lies he'll use is God did not say. And another thing is he wants us to be co-equals with God. But God is so far beyond us. And you and I have to, what, honor 
God. And the Bible says that she didn't honor God. She was disobedient to God because she listened to who? She listened to the voice of the enemy. And so what does that say to you and I? You and I, we need to listen to the voice of God today. Amen? I know Danny needs to listen to the voice of God. But how many of us, we've had a serpent in our life this last week coming into us and saying, did God really say? Did God really say that? No, no, no. God meant to say this. And you and I, we, we become in odds with God when God's word is very, very, you know, it's just very simple to understand. It's that we don't want to hear it sometimes. I know sometimes Danny doesn't want to hear it. Danny just wants to do Danny's own thing. But when I do Danny's thing and I go to whatever case I want to go, let me say this. I miss out on what the God's very best inside of my life. And I don't want any of us to have to go through that. Like Eve, the Bible says, no, you will not die, the serpent said to the woman. In fact, you'll know You'll be like God, knowing uh, good and evil. The woman saw the tree that it was good for food and delightful to look at and, she, and desirable for attaining wisdom. She took some of the fruit and ate it and also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate it. And the eyes of both of them were open, and they knew they were naked. Oh, wow. Okay, so this right here was uh, the beginning of the end right here. And we see right here in this text that you and I, we have to be really mad at Eve. And, you know, you read in the Hall of Faith, you don't read about Eve being in, you know, heaven. You, in, 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 you read in the New Testament, I never see Eve there, you know, as, as a good thing. So maybe when you get there, you say, oh, I'm really going to slap Eve. You, she, she might not be there. We don't know. I, we don't know when we, get, when we get. Let's pray we get there. Lord, help Danny to get there. Because that forbidden fruit comes to us every single day. Every single day. And that's why you and I have to keep on going forward for the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So that's the fall. But then there's good news. So the third part of this story that's seen, and this is the part that many of us are at right now, is redemption. Everyone say redemption. And what does the Bible say in John chapter 3, verse 16? For God so loved the world that he gave. Everyone say he gave. His only begotten son, that whosoever shall believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. That God came for mankind to redeem us from the penalty and sting of sin. And so you and I right now, this is the most beautiful part of the whole story. That Jesus came, he left heaven, came down to earth, he, he lived a perfect life, he, he died a perfect death. And then he resurrected from the dead, and now he says, I'm going to return again. And then the consummation, consummation of all of this is found in the book of Revelation, chapter 21. And that means the part that we haven't got to yet, but this is the part that the Lord talks about, the prophecy that is going to take place in the future. And this is what it says in Revelation, is the last book of the Bible, okay? I know we're going kind of fast, but you know what? Let me just say this. This story, you could read it every day. It's the Bible. There's four parts of the Bible. You see creation, you see the fall, you see redemption, and then you see the end. The Bible says in uh, chapter 21, in verse 5, and this is so good. The Bible says, and the one seated on the throne said, look, I'm making everything new. He also said, write down these words that are faithful and true, and he said, it is done. I am the Alpha. And the Omega. This is Jesus talking. The beginning and the end, I will freely give the thirsty to the spring of water of life 
The one who conquers will inherit these things, and I will be their God, and he will be my child. But the cowards, faithless, detestable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars, their share will be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death. Okay, so we see right here, this is, gonna, this is the end times. This is what's going to take place. But we see this beautiful story, this beautiful story. And you and I are in this story. We're in this story. But this story right here is the, the, the overarching story of all humanity. And you and I are in this story. And I want you to, to bring this story to you in, in, in regards to redemption. In regards to redemption. What I mean by that is this, is that all of us here today, uh, let me, let's just take a quick quiz. How many, you, you don't have to raise your hand, but just raise it in your mind if, if it's true. How many ever lied? How many of you have ever did something you don't want nobody to know about? You're like, I don't want nobody to know about. Oh, my gosh. I don't. Please don't tell them what they, I did. Please, no. How many of you, you've ever, you did something and your mom caught you and she's like, oh, right? We've all done those things. And those things in God's eyes, they are sin. And those things separate us from the Lord. Even for us that grew up in church, that are church kids, I'm a church kid. Let's relate. Let's go out and get some pizza after the 21-day fast. Yeah, all right. I love church kids, right? Many of us are church kids. But let me say this. Let me give you, this is a revelation that God wants to give all of us. You're a sinner too. You're a filthy sinner. Let me say that one more time because I don't think some of you believe it. You're, I grew up in church. I went to Sunday school. I don't care. I did too. <laughs> you are a filthy, vile sinner in need of a Savior. And even for you that didn't do a lot of bad things, you went through your six months before you got married and you never kissed and you never touched, but you thought about it. You've seen things you shouldn't have seen. Can we be transparent this morning? Even for you that never went, you know, you never touched her hand, but you wanted to. Okay? So we are sinners in need of Jesus. All of us. Daddy, I need Jesus. And all of us here today, we can't get a mindset like, oh, I'm better. I've never been out in the world. I never smoked this. I never went out there. I, you know what? We all need Jesus. All of us need Jesus. Even if you have a master's degree, a PhD, a JD, if you have every degree imaginable, if you know how to pronounce words that your, your grandparents can't even, you know, no, don't even know how many syllables are in that word, and you're just a verbose, you know, person, you, you still need Jesus. All of us here, we all need Jesus. I'm a pastor. I still need Jesus every day. I'm no better than any of you. I need Jesus. My wife needs Jesus. The ushers here need Jesus. The Sunday school teachers here need Jesus. We all need Jesus Christ in our life. And without him in our life, you and I, we're in a bad place. So I want you to turn to your neighbor. I want you to say, you need Jesus. And turn right back to him and say, so do you. <laughs> so there's this overarching story and that there were part of this story, and sometimes say, well, I grew up in church, I really don't have a testimony, or, you know, I, I, this and that. No, your story is a masterpiece from the master, and you have one story. And the Bible says in Revelations that they overcame the devil but by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. 
So our story that you and I share with, with others, that's how you and I, we are, are, are the people who uh, are um, ambassadors of Jesus Christ, and we share our story with others. And let me say this about our story. Our story is very unique. And one man said this about us. Uh, Stories, And I want to say this really quick, but he said this about the gospel story in the Bible. He said the message of the Bible is the story of redemption. He says it's a story of redemption, a divine drama of the creation, the fall, the restoration of people to God. Its purpose is to call people to live by faith, love, and holiness, to submit ourselves to his authority, and also to align our lives to his purpose and his will. Now, they say something about people's story. They say that once you share your story with someone and that's bearing witness with them, that means that they know it's real, all of a sudden toxic emotions in them begin to settle down. And they say healing hormones begin to be released when you share your story. When you share that story with somebody, the, whatever God's done, when you share that story with your coworker or your friend, all of a sudden, healing takes place. Now, some of you say, well, no one's going to care about my story. Nobody's going to want to hear my story. Let me say this. In the world today, there's many people who are willing to listen. They recently did a, a survey, and they found this. They said the unchurched, people who don't go to church, people who, who don't set foot in church, they said the unchurched, say they're open to having a conversation about religion. They say that more than uh, 47% of people, they just want to hear about God. They, they say, you know what, I'm open to hear about what you're saying. 37% of people out there in the world, they'll listen without even saying anything back. And only 11% will say, you know what, please shut up. <laughs> Don't be scared of that 11%. There's, they, they say more than 47% they want to hear the story of the gospel. Another thing they say is that 30, 29% of people, they have been waiting, but it hasn't happened for a friend or a coworker to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with them. 29%, they're just waiting. They're just waiting like, I wonder when someone's going to talk about Jesus with me. And they're just waiting. And so you and I, there's a world out here in Whittier, in Long Beach, wherever we're at today, that they need to hear your story, that what God's done in your life. And the way you share your story, I encourage you to share it um, in a way that God, whatever way God gives it to you. But do it creatively. Maybe one way you can share it is you go on your social media today and you just share, you know what, a video of yourself saying, you know what, what God's done for you. And it's so cool because in our church, we're going to start a, a new thing every single... How many of you have been liking the, the 21 day videos? The Daniel Fast videos? You know, every morning when I'm reading, I'm, I'm hearing them, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so good. This is so encouraging. Everyone just done an amazing job. But throughout this year, guess what we're going to do? We're going to do Testimony Tuesdays. And every Tuesday, someone here in our church, in our community, is going to share their testimony of what Jesus has done, of what God's done in their life. And you, it might be you. You, you, might, you might want to share, hey, come up to us, let us know. So you could share your testimony with the world creatively. Another thing that we have to do about our story is not only do it creatively, but we have to do it consistently. Consistently. We know every month we have outreach on the first Friday of the month here at our church. This last month in January, we went out 
And we went to the streets and we were telling people the good news of Jesus Christ and it was so amazing. But this is something that we have to do consistently. Something as a church we have to do consistently. Something that is going to transform our life is when you and I share about the power and the grace of God. Another thing that we have to do when we share the gospel story is do it convincingly. Act like you really mean it. Do you really mean it? Like, has Jesus really been good to you? Has he really been good? Then let us know. You know, you get convinced about your football team. You get convinced about, you know, politics, about, you know, oh, oh, you get convinced about all these other things. But let's get convinced about our story. Our story that we can share to other people about, hey, what God's done in our life. And you know what? We might think, oh, it doesn't, I don't really matter. And this doesn't matter. My story doesn't make sense. But you, can, I, can I just be totally honest with you this morning? Can I just let you have it? Can I please let you have it right now? I'm going to let you have it. Uh, you know, I don't do this. I don't do this all the time. But I'm going I'm to do it right now. Okay, here we go. Lord, help me. God has a purpose for your life. And you have to live like it. God has a purpose for you. I don't care what the devil says. I don't care what your past says. I don't care what, you know, what you've been through says. God has a divine purpose for your life. And he's going to use your life in a tremendous way, in an awesome way. And he has a purpose. And if you're here today, you feel like you have no purpose. That is a lie. That is a lie of the devil. And you have to stop listening to that and subscribing to that uh, you know, just mindset. You need to get God's mindset, and you get it when you find, get in his word and just see, man, this is what God says about me? So this story, like, is, is it bad news? You know, the gospel is the good news, and, and sometimes we treat it like it's the bad news, but it's the good news. And let me say this. The good news is this, church, that God has given us freedom from sin. The Bible says in Galatians chapter 5, verse 6, it's for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm and do not let yourselves be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. It's for freedom that God has set us free. Aren't you excited that God has given us freedom? He's given us freedom. And I'm thinking about these pure life classes that are going to be taking place starting next Saturday. And I'm so excited about it because I'm looking forward for you to come, men. And my wife is looking forward for you sisters to come. But can I say the truth? Even if just one of you comes, I'm going to be blessed. Because all just, just, it's all worth it for one person. But what I'm looking for, men, let me say this, is that we're going to be able to pray together about some serious topics that we're facing. We're going to be able to pray. You sisters are going to be able to pray. And we're going to be able to find the freedom because there's freedom that comes when you and I are open before the Lord and our brothers in Christ and our sisters in the Lord. There's something that takes place. And don't worry, we're not going to be going and saying, oh, man, I'm going to go just broadcast this all over the Internet, what took place in this class. No, it's going to be private class. What happens in that class is going to stay right there. We're going to pray for each other. We're going to believe God for each other. Freedom. Freedom. The freedom that God gives, the freedom that God gives is so amazing. How many of us know that the mindset that some of us have is if you've ever been freed for something, but then the further you get away from that, you start forgetting that you're free again. Like I remember years ago um, being in the men's home, and I remember in the men's home, they had program. You had to go to sleep at this time. You had to wake up at this time. You had to go here at this time, and there, you had to do all these things. 
And you know what? I remember I said, I can't wait till I get out of this men's home so I could go to McDonald's and buy myself a 20-piece nugget. And I know I keep on talking about food a lot, church, but... Um, <laughs> Some of you are like, Pastor, I'm going to go buy the after church. <laughs> you know what? Six more days. Yes. Six more days. Amen. Six more days and we'll be done. Thinking about that freedom as well, right? In six more days we'll be done. And thinking about all these freedoms, it's for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm. And so we're not burdened again by the yoke of slavery. So God has given us freedom Inside of our life, we're not the same person that we used to be. God has given us freedom inside of our mindsets, given us freedom in our life, given us freedom to live a life that's honoring to him, freedom. Not only has God given us freedom, but this story, um, this story of redemption is something that's so beautiful because God does not only give us freedom in our life, but he also gives us forgiveness of our sins, forgiveness. So that's another great thing about this story, that you have freedom And that's why you should want to share with others so they can have freedom in their life as well. But not only for freedom, but also forgiveness. Forgiveness of sins. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter uh, 1 and verse 7, it says these words to you and I about God's forgiveness. It says these words in verse 7. It says, in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace. That he richly poured out on us with all wisdom and understanding. He made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure and his purpose in Christ. The Bible says we have redemption by his blood and the forgiveness of our trespasses. How many of us here today were thankful for his forgiveness? We're so blessed. Like that, that is something that's so awesome that you and I can tell people, hey, God can forgive you. He's forgiven me. I'm washed by his blood. I'm no longer under shame and condemnation and guilt. Every sin is wiped away. Every mistake is under the blood of Jesus. I don't have to look back to the rearview mirror. I'm looking forward to my destiny. I'm not looking back to 1998. I'm not looking back to this year. I'm not looking back to that year. I'm looking forward to 2022 of what God has for my life. And I don't have to go back to that graveyard of past mistakes, that graveyard of past mishaps and sins, but I'm looking forward with my eyes on Jesus to the great prize that he has for my life. For any of us here that ever had your debt debts wiped away, or for any of us you here that ever had someone pay for your car, or anyone here today, some of you are like, oh, I wish that happened. Some of you that ever had someone pay for your house and gave you the title deed, you understand this more better. But for those of you that you constantly, you know about the debt, you know about the debt, you know about the debt, that's something that Christ, the, the, the debt that we had of sin, Christ just wiped it away. And you and I have a, a, you know, a great credit score in front of the eyes of the Father. And it's only because of Jesus. Not only this, and this is, leads me to, as the worship team makes their way up here, this leads me to the best part of this story that we could share every day is we know there's freedom, we know we're forgiven, but this is something that I think many of us don't know, or at least we live like we don't know, because it's one of the things that the enemy attacks us with the most. And this is the most important part of the story. This is what makes, keeps the story together from the beginning to the end. And it's this, you are loved by God, by God. 
He loves you. Today, God loves Danny. But not only does God love Danny, God loves you. And the Bible says that he commended his love towards us, that while we were sinners, Christ Jesus died for us. In the worst moments of our life, Christ Jesus died for us. I heard this story about this man who he was a thief, and that's how he lived his life. That's how he made, that was his trade. He was a thief. He was a thief. He was in prison for many years, and what happened was he got in out. He got out. And he was out, he was given a second chance, and he was helping out a priest. And as he was helping out the priest, the thief, what he did was he stole some silver from the priest and he was leaving. And as he was leaving, they caught up with him, the police caught up with him, and they arrested him. And he was right there with, with the silver inside of his, his pocket. And the priest came. The priest was right there, and he came. And the priest told the cops, he says, what's going on? They said, hey, he stole from me. This guy's about to go to prison. And what he said was, he said, that silver I gave to him. Tell him to come back home. He's going to live here. And the, the thief was like, what's going on? And he's like, okay. And he walks back to the priest. The priest brings him in. They close the door. The priest looks at him and says, evil doesn't belong to you. Evil doesn't reside in you anymore. You're, you're a different man now. You're a different man now. And all of a sudden what happened to this thief and this criminal, he's seen mercy, he's seen grace, he's seen love, and he said to himself, I'm no longer going to be the same man that I was because of the act of mercy that took place inside of my life. But you and I, we can relate to that thief because all of us here today there was something in our life that separated us from God. And we were all on our way to hell. The Bible says we were all, we were none righteous, no, not one. And we were all on our way to hell. We were all on our way to punishment. And we were right there in that place, on that way. We were, some of you, you were at the bars. Some of you were, you were different things that you shouldn't have been a part of. You were, let's just, let's just be, there was just sin there. And you're on that way. But someone came Oh, someone came. Oh, my gosh, he came. In the most darkest moment, he came. Some of you, you, you were in the darkest moment. He came, he met you, and his love transformed your life. Can I, and how many of you know about his love transforming your life? It transformed my life. Transformed my life. Oh, my gosh, he transformed my life. But not only in my life, I'm looking at faces of so many here today. I've heard your story. I've heard your story, how God transformed you. And you know what? You have beautiful stories. And those stories shouldn't just stay in these four walls. These stories need to go on our Instagram pages. These stories need to go at our jobs. These stories need to go on our Facebooks. These stories need to go. Some of you need to write a book. I don't know who it is. You need to write a book about your story. Some of you, you need to... You need, some of you, you need to make a movie about your story. Some of you, you need to do those things. Why? Because the devil will tell you, hey, shut up. Don't sh share your story. But God says, speak up and share your story. God says, rise up and share your story. God says, boldly proclaim your story no matter how old you are. 
no matter how young you are, you have a story. It's one story. It's his story. The beautiful story of creation and the fall and redemption and things to come. We're all part of that story. It's his story.